Does that make sense? Kind of like a commercial or something. It's a prelude, whatever that is. <laughs> I was preaching about Matt first service, talking about being, I was, I've been country since country wasn't even cool. And Matt, he went from Wranglers to skinny jeans. <laughs> I'm like, and his wife, which is my granddaughter, says, amen for that. I'm like, I, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my blue jeans. And we want y'all to be comfortable. If you're wearing skinny jeans today, we want you to feel welcome. You really are. But if you get, you're just an old cowboy, he, you messed up. See, he's, he's talking about during the transition, he said Jesus come riding on an unbroke mule or donkey. I, the King James version of that's a little more explicit. We're going to get that sound going. I'm just messing around until they get me sounding real pretty. Then I'll sing. <laughs> so Jesus was a cowboy. He rode an unbroke bronc. I should have got an amen out of that. I, they didn't have nothing about skinny jeans back then, so I don't know. Yeah. I might better pray and go ahead and get started. How many of y'all are ready for me to go ahead and start this morning? Praise God. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for every individual that's here this morning. Father, I thank you that we can come together and worship you and love one another as you've called us to do. We thank you for your blessings. I pray for revelation this morning on coming out of fear and walking in faith and stepping into faith, living in faith. And I just ask you, Lord, to bless our ears that we might hear, bless my words that would be spoken by your Holy Spirit today that would minister grace to everyone under the sound of my voice. And I thank you and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to start out with 2 Timothy 1 and 7, very familiar scripture in the King James Version. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There is a spirit of fear, and it's of the devil. God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We need the power of God to overcome the devil that would overcome the spirit of fear. And we need the love of God that we might share that love with other people. And that sound mind, does anybody need a sound mind? Anybody want one today? <laughs> Anybody need one? To, don't, you don't have to raise your hand. We need a sound mind. I'm telling you, the world has gone crazy. Let me say, let me get over and... I don't know if y'all know it or not, but the world has gone crazy. Jesus ain't crazy. We're going to find out today. We hear the voice of the Lord and the voice of a stranger we're not going to follow. Amen. I may get to my notes. I'm not sure. That word power means ability to make possible. So God has given us a spirit of power, which is ability to make possible. Whatever his word tells us, God gives us the power to accomplish what he's called us to do. Amen. He gave us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. If we don't love people, we're not going to do nothing to help them anyway. Amen. 
You remember the scripture that says, if I have faith that would move a mountain and I have not love, I'm nothing. Tinkling brass, a sounding timbre. It's like we have, we, we need to walk in love and it's his spirit of love that he gives us. It's not ours to have to muster up in the first place. Some of us have tried real hard to love people and been failures at it. You say, well, you're a preacher. Yeah, preachers struggle with loving people too. <laughs> y'all have, I'm a preacher. Y'all struggle with loving preachers too. But see, God has given us a spirit of love. He's given us a spirit of power. And he's given us a spirit of a sound mind. The enemy just don't want us operating in the spirit that God gave us. He wants us to operate in the spirit that he's trying to give us, the spirit of fear. The world is living in fear right now, but the body of Christ should not be living in the spirit of fear. We should be living in the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind, and operating with a sound mind. Amen? Amen. God wants us to operate in the sound mind. And we're not here to condemn. We're here to bless you guys. We want everyone to feel comfortable here. If you want to wear a mask, I'm okay with you wearing a mask, okay? And we're not saying, well, you don't have faith if you wear a mask. That's not my point. We love you. We want you to be here. Join in. We just want to get fear out of our hearts so we can operate in the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Trust me. Trust me, guys, your wife wants you to have a sound mind. But let me tell you, wives, <laughs> your husband wants you to have a sound mind, too. And that sound mind comes from the Spirit of God because the world don't have a sound mind. I used to be a part of the world. I didn't have a sound mind, and neither did you. Let's look at that same verse of Scripture out of the Amplified Bible, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. The Amplified is a little bit better understanding of this uh, scripture right here. He wants us to have self-control, a mind of self-control. Has anybody ever been out of control? One, two, two people, three. Matt said my wife, and she's feeding the baby. He's tough now. He wears skinny jeans. <laughs> He's got it. It's like... I'll tell her when she gets back. <laughs> I, that's one thing you guys don't want to do around me is talk about your wife or anything because I'll tell her what you said. <laughs> I'm just like the Holy Ghost. Did you know what? <laughs> you can see me a little better than you can the Holy Ghost, but I, I, I'm kind of like him. I just share whatever comes. It's like, if I get it, I'm going to tell you about it. See, that's the reason that that God is the only one in heaven that knows when he's coming back. He didn't even tell the Son. The Holy Spirit ever catches on to it, he's going to let everybody know. 
Let me tell you. See, some people, I, I made those notes down now. I can already tell I'm going in a different direction from the first service. But some people say, the Spirit of the Lord told me in 1988, Jesus was supposed to come back. How many of y'all remember that? 19, some of y'all are not that old. What, the older people, 1988, Jesus coming back on a certain, certain day. Buy my book. People bought his book. Jesus didn't come back. He writes another book, Why Jesus Didn't Come Back in 1988. And people bought his book. <laughs> people listen to people, and we forget to listen to Jesus. Amen. We need to have a sound mind. See, if you bought the second book, you ain't got no sound mind. I'm just telling you. The guy should have went out of business right away. But no, no, no. They keep writing books. 94, it's going to happen, you know. Beam me up, Scotty. Here we come. And he didn't show. I don't know when he's coming back. And the thing is, Jesus don't even know when he's coming back. Until the Father tells him to come back, that's when he's coming back. So quit trying to write books on this day. He's come back because I ain't listening to you and I ain't buying your book. And what my point is, I ain't going to do it. I'm trying to tell y'all, quit buying that stuff that's trying to predict the day that Jesus is coming back. Boy, it got quiet in this full gospel Presbyterian church. And I don't normally try to tell y'all what to do and what not to do. But there's a few things you need to be instructed on. Amen? Buying books that's telling you when Jesus is coming back is not a good investment. Because it will make you angry when you find out it wasn't the truth. Or if you still think it's true, it makes you look dumber than you already are. Okay, moving right along. You may have a spirit of fear, but God didn't give it to you. Don't raise your hands, but there's people that operate in a spirit of fear many times in our lives. Even when, we were little, when I was a little boy, I was scared of the dark. And then I found out there really ain't nothing in there to be scared of. So I quit being scared of the dark. I was scared of a lot of things when I was little. I was scared all. I'm going to tell off on my cousin, Dougie. He lived with us when we were boys. I got a few stories to tell before we get into next week's sermon. We grew up on a farm, and it's like, a mile square, we call that our block. You city slickers, y'all only got really one block. Us country boys, we got several acres. We got one mile that way, one mile this way, and every which way, make a square. But on our block, I was the littlest boy. I wasn't the youngest one, but I was the littlest one. There was one, Leonard, he was a little bit younger than me, but he is about twice my size. And before all this global warming stuff took place, y'all should have been laughing right there. Back when the farm ponds used to freeze over, anybody remember when the farm ponds used to freeze over and you get out on that pond, your mama told you don't do that? Well, since I was the littlest one, the lightest weight one, guess who gets to see if the ice is going to hold you up? Now there's some fear. You know, there's fear there. Really, the fear wasn't as much as falling through the ice and drowning was when Mama got a hold of me when she told me not to get on the ice. Anybody else afraid of your Mama back then? Huh? She said, you boys don't get on that pond. It's iced over. 
Of course, the ice probably half inch thick at the most. So we'd take a two-pound rock or a brick to test it. And if it didn't sink, there's a good chance we can skate. Two pounds, 30 pounds, 50, 60. I weighed about 30, 40 pounds. I was a little bitty skinny guy. I used to be skinny. So them boys would say, you get out on it and make sure it don't crack. And I'm like, I don't want to. I was scared. Mama and the ice. And they say, you go on, get on out. Get over here on the shallow part. And if you fall through, it'll only be knee deep. Dougie probably don't remember this stuff, but I do. So I'd finally get out on ice, and it'd be like, hey, it'll hold me up. Well, then everybody, before you know it, the guys that weighed 100 pounds, they're out on the pond just getting getting that skate on, you know. Everybody's having fun. I'm thinking, boy, mama comes up, we're in trouble. I'm still having that fear. So I stayed a whole lot smarter than the older boys did for about two minutes. I'd be over here close to the bank just in case I see mama coming down the road. I can get off the ice, you know. But I'm, I'm fearful, but they're calling me chicken. Has anybody ever been called chicken by the older boys? What does that make you do? Makes you be a rooster instead of a chicken. <laughs> they said, you chicken. They're out there jumping around on the ice. Well, I had fear of mama. I had fear of falling through the ice, but you don't call me no chicken. I'm going to be right out there with you. See, that fear, the fear over here on the bank would leave, and it'd turn into stupidity. And you just go ahead, and it wouldn't faith. Trust me. See, I'm trying to tell you guys there's a difference in stepping out in faith and stepping out in stupidity. I step out in stupidity. They'd, they'd get me on a horse. They're like, hey, you're so lightweight, this horse won't even know you're on his back. <laughs> he, he was one of them unbroke horses too. So they put me on, and the horse throw me. Then they'd say, well, let's get two of us get on him. I think we can hold him down with two of us on. Two of us got on him, and he throwed two of us. Well, my cousin right back there, Doug, a.k.a. Jack. I ain't telling you his last name. <clears throat> it's like, I think all three of us can get on that horse, and I don't think he can throw all three of us. Let me tell you something. I don't care. That horse wasn't very big, but he threw all three of us. My brother was on the back, and he got a broken collarbone out of the deal. Now, see, you say, well, what's that got to do with fear? It's got a lot to do with stupidity. See, I was afraid to get on him, but I wasn't afraid after they called me chicken. I'd go ahead and do whatever they tell me. If you're chicken, I'd do what they would bribe me to do. See, they were working for the devil. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's how the devil operates. He will tempt you to do something. Even if you're afraid, he will tempt you and call you a chicken because you won't do it. Then you do it, and then he tells you how dumb because you did it. So now you're a chicken and you're dumb. That's how the devil operates. He wants to keep us in fear and doing stupid stuff. We think we're stepping out in faith. We're getting out in ice. If we fell through, we would drown. And if mama caught us, we're going to get a... Well, you know what I'm talking about. 
had one of them Joe Biden moments. You, you, know, uh, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> That's funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> if you like Joe, don't get mad at me. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> oh, man, let's keep going. Let's, let's get right on here. Spirit of fear will tell you that you cannot do what God says you can do. The Bible says that God says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. So whatever God asks me to do, he gives me the strength to do it. But the enemy, the devil that's our enemy, he stands around saying, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You remember what you did or you remember the last time you tried that, you failed. So it's a fear of failure that the enemy uses to keep us from doing what God gives us faith to do. Faith is in us if we've been hearing the word of God, but we hear the voice of the enemy that stops us from walking in faith. Is everybody with me so far? See, I'm here to tell you, if you've heard about Jesus, you have faith. But we have faith. We get to hear more of the word of God. Our faith grows but the enemy don't just say, well, they got faith now, so I just have to leave them along and go. No, he keeps trying to hammer you to take the word of God from you. He wants you to be offended so the word of God will bear no fruit. And fruit from the word of God in one place is faith. See, when the word of God gets sown in your heart, it bears fruit and fruit is faith. So we have faith, and the devil knows that faith is what it takes to overcome fear. But he wants us to operate in fear. If you look around today, the world is full of fear. Full of it. Fear will hold us back from receiving what God has for us. We can either operate in fear, or we can operate in faith. I'm encouraging all of us to not do something stupid. And I'm not trying to push you out of a comfort zone. I'm saying let's get a hold of the Word of God. Let's get hooked up with Jesus and allow Him to produce faith in our heart to be able to hear from Him. And I'm going to get you some more scripture in a minute about hearing from Him so that we can operate in faith and live our life not in torment or not in fear of what the devil says is coming down the pike. What if it kills you? People say, I hope we don't. Well, I, and I'm not here trying to preach a negative sermon, but I'm telling you, when we die, we're going to be with the Lord. When we leave this earth, if we're born again believers, be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The last enemy that shall be defeated is death. That's what the Bible says. You know what trumps death? Resurrection. Got to do it to get it. Write that down. You got to do it to get it. Do what? Die! <laughs> you say, I don't know if I'm coming back to this church or not. Hey, it'll be better next week because next week's sermon is what I was going to preach today. But I didn't have time to get to it. So I'm going to whet your appetite for you to come back to find out what I was really going to be talking about today. Huh? It's not confusing. People say, well, go. 
you confused me. I said, no, I didn't. You was already confused. I just brought it to your attention. <laughs> That's what Pastor Dwayne says. Okay, let's move along here. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Stop. I just now been talking about the spirit of fear, and it's bad, and we don't want it. And now it's talking about the spirit, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So there must be two fears, and the fear of the Lord is a reverential honor, worship type fear. I fear the Lord, and I honor Him. I'm not afraid He's going to hit me on the head. I just don't want to go against Him and do something that's going to dishonor Him. That kind of fear. There's a difference. I, I feared my mama in both of those ways. I respected her when she was around. <laughs> Some of y'all get that. In other words, when mama told me to do something, I did it as long as she was there. When she wasn't there, I didn't always do what she told me to do. How about y'all? You kids, if you're sitting by your mama, don't say yes or no. Just <laughs> remain silent. You could get in trouble. Your mama looking at you say, is that you, boy? We all did some things that mama said not to do. But we didn't do a whole lot of things because we knew the consequences of what mama said is going to happen. And if that happened more often today, we probably wouldn't do as much bad as we did. Amen? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days, talking about by wisdom, my days, our days shall be multiplied, and the years of our life shall be increased. If we will walk in the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding of God, the length of our days will be increased. Amen. It's when... We don't understand or don't follow suit with what God says that it takes from our life. Our life is shortened. But I'm telling you, God wants us to walk in wisdom. He wants us to have the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. And I go back to that power, love, and a sound mind. If we don't have the love of God or, or if we don't allow the love of God to come through us, what good are we doing to people anyway? We don't step out and do for people if we don't love them. If we do love them, we'll do for all of them, regardless of who they are. Amen? Proverbs 1.33 says, But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. If we'll hearken unto the Lord, if we'll listen to what he says, the Bible says we'll be, free, we'll be free from the fear of evil. So there's evil all around, and evil is there to make us afraid, to, to have us or cause us to operate in that spirit of fear so that we don't do what God says and we won't step out and do what God tells us to do. We have fear. We have fear of failures. We have fear of what people think. Regardless of who you are, we all still have fear of what will they think. Have you ever been somewhere and the Lord says, hey, go talk to that person right over there. Just go there and talk to them about me. And you're like, ooh, is that God? It ain't the devil. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, anytime God wants you to witness to someone, he's probably already been listening to this person pray, asking for help. Now, this, this is all going to get us in the heart here. See, God will be dealing with someone, people needing help, need somebody to tell them something good. They've been hearing about all the stuff that's going on in life, and they're praying, Lord, please send somebody to me that's got a spirit of a sound mind. And so the Lord taps you on the shoulder because he thought you had a sound mind and says, go talk to that person. And we talk ourselves out of nine out of ten times, we'll talk ourselves out of why we don't go talk to that person. Does anybody, anybody nod your head and say, that's eh, happened to me before. You see, God's trying to use us to help them, and the devil says, you're crazy. You're going to sound like an idiot going up there and talking to them about the Lord. They don't want to know about the Lord. Let them come. If, I'll tell you what, God, I'll make a deal with you. Here's that deal we make with him. If I'm really supposed to talk to them, you send them over here to me. I know what y'all think. I know what God's told me before, and I didn't do what he told me to do. And sometimes we never know what would have happened had we went and talked to that person. They might have been on their last dollar. They might have been on their last leg, so to speak. They may have been to that place where they was ready to give up on life, and they just needed somebody that had a spirit of a sound mind to come and speak to them and say something nice to them. So I mean, I'm not condemning. I'm encouraging all of you that next time when the Spirit of God, you know it's the Spirit of God, you're going to know it before you leave here today. The Spirit of God deals with you and says, go talk to them. You won't have the excuse to not do it, but you'll have the power and the love and the sound mind because that's of God, and you won't have a spirit of fear. You'll go ahead and do what God says, and people will get blessed and set free because you say, you just come up to somebody and just tell them how much God loves them and what he's done for you. Amen. You ain't got to preach a sermon. I preach all the time, and I don't even preach a sermon. 1 John 4, 18. That's funny. I don't care who you are. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. I could say that we probably, the majority, the majority of us, we're not made perfect in love because we got a little bit of fear at different times and different things in our life. Fair? Is that fair? God says there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. So if I really love those people that God told me, to go talk to, that fear won't override the love. The love will override the fear. And I'll just go ahead. And I'm just using this as an illustration so that we can understand what these scriptures are saying. If we have that love here in our heart for them, fear will not stop us from doing what God calls us to do. Okay? That's just a little bitty example there.
Fear, the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. It's likely to cause pain. Well, you just don't know them, what they've done, what they've said. It's going to cause pain. Or I'm a fear. I'm afraid. What did I say earlier? We ain't scared. We ain't scared. Torment is to chastise or to reserve for infliction. So fear has torment. It has a reserve for infliction upon our lives of bad and it's our minds get tormented. Anytime we live in fear, we're being tormented of the devil. And the devil will torment anybody that he can. And fear, living in our house, it has torment. Perfect love casts that fear out. So here's my suggestion, that we find out what God's perfect love is to us first. If we know how much God loves us, then it won't matter what the devil says about us or what somebody else says about it. We know that God loves us. And if we have that perfect love, if we receive perfect love, then fear can't come and torment us anymore. And once we have that perfect love that God has already given us and we understand that and have wisdom about it, the love of God that's in us will run off fear not just from our house, but if we love somebody, we can go to their house, somebody that's being tormented by whatever, and help them get the spirit of fear out of their house. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, God wants to pour his love through us, and his love will drive out fear. If we have an understanding of the love of God in our own lives, fear can no longer dominate us. Why? Because love dominates us. And where love, perfect love is, there's no fear. And what? What did it say? Made perfect? What? We're made perfect in love. Perfect love cast out all fear. I like no fear, but with a sound mind. See, there's a difference in having no fear, getting on a wild horse, or no fear and having a sound mind. There's a difference. There's a difference in that. He used to ride wild horses. A few of them rode him. <laughs> and there was fear. You got, there's fear, and you go ahead and get on Fearful. Next week's going to be real good because this woman that I'm wanting to talk about today that had an issue of blood, it says that she, when she got healed, Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. And it said after she was healed that Jesus turned and said, who touched my clothes? I'm going to get in on it, but I'm going to bring it out next week. And it said that she, fearing and trembling, came forth and told him all that was done. So she was living in fear and trembling, but had faith to be healed. So, see, the enemy wants us to think that we got to be perfect and everything's got to be upright and all this before we can receive what God has. But I'm telling you, sometimes we're afraid to come up front to get prayed for we have fear of what's people going to think. 
listen to me, but you have faith in your heart knowing that God desires to heal you. And so sometimes in fear and trembling, you get up and walk up here and let someone pray for you and your faith is exposed and Jesus heals you. Amen. That's how it works. Don't let the enemy hold you in bondage with fear. Even if you have some fear, once we get hold of the word of God and let the love of God, which I'm not there yet. You say, what are you preaching to us about? I'm preaching to me too. I, I love y'all, but sometimes I don't always love y'all. Is that fair? I get along with all of you pretty good until I get behind you at the red light. <laughs> I, and See, this is something that everybody goes through because as soon as the light turns green and they don't go, you get mad at them just like I do. It's like, put the phone down. People call it multitasking. I'm saying it's showing their stupidity. If you can't text fast, don't sit at the red light. <laughs> the law says don't text and drive. I gave you a little lenience, but I'm just telling you, we all get aggravated at them because they can't drive. And we're all really good drivers. You see how this thing works? We can go along with this whole scripture stuff until we have to walk in love all the time. It's okay part of the time. In here, I can love y'all, be nice, speak good stuff. Out there, don't get in front of me on the phone. When the light turns green, please go. There, I said it. John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. When he puts forth his own sheep, this is talking about Jesus, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. Now, we're the sheep of his pasture, Jesus is our shepherd. He says, my sheep know my voice. How many of y'all are sheep of Jesus? And I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all are part of his flock. And he says, my sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. The voice of the stranger can be the voice of the enemy saying, do this or don't do that or you know you're not good enough to do that. You can't sing. Come sing to me and let me see. I'll tell you if you can or can't. I'm bold. It's like you need to be a truck driver. <laughs> Come on, guys. Loosen up just a little bit. I'm telling you, if you can't sing, you don't need to be a singing. And if you can't drive a truck, you don't need to be driving a truck either. But... If we are the sheep of his pasture, if Jesus is the good shepherd and that he's talking to us and the Bible says that we know his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow, then in this world when we know what the voice of God sounds like through Jesus, we know what his word says, when the enemy tempts us to do something contrary than his voice, we won't follow it because we know it's not Jesus telling us to do it. Like a while ago, 
hey, go talk to that person about Jesus. You say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> we can hear the devil daily, and it's a hard time to follow and hear the voice of God. But he said, if you're my sheep, you hear my voice, you know my voice, the voice of a stranger, you will not follow. So we're here today to hear the voice of God, to hear what Jesus has to say, and know this is God speaking. So therefore, I'm not following the voice that goes contrary to the Word of God. The world is screaming out, be fearful, be fearful, be fearful, be fearful, this, 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 piling it up. Jesus said, I heal all of your diseases. I forgive all of your iniquities. Yeah, but what? what See, we keep, yeah, but I'm telling you, it's time we listen to what Jesus says and say, I'm going with what he says, and I'm going to say what he says about me instead of what they're saying about me. I'm going to say and do what Jesus tells me to do instead of what they're telling me to say and do. Amen. We have to choose, do we believe God or do we believe the world? Do we hear the voice of God telling us who we are and what we have in him? We've just kind of laid down everything that God's bought and paid for and fell off into a bucket of fear saying, it's nearly the end of the world. I'm telling you, it ain't the end of the world yet. And don't ask me to write a book because I don't know when he's coming back. But I'm telling you, it's not the end yet. He said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and divers places. There's going to be a river between Idabel and Broken Bow, two of them. That ain't in there, but it's pestilence and all these diverse places. He said, but the end is not yet. So when is it? When is it? He said, when the gospel of the kingdom is preached to all the nations, then will you see the Son of Man appear. The gospel of the kingdom hadn't even been preached in all the churches in the United States yet. We've preached stuff, but ain't much about the kingdom in it. We preached our gospel, their gospel, that gospel, and this gospel. And Jesus wants us preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And whatever's going on in heaven, Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, blessed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It goes on. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses against those that trespass against us. All that, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. But the point is, God desires for his kingdom to come to earth and for his will to be done just like it is in heaven. And we're here on this earth as a conduit for his kingdom to come through us to them. Wherever we go, the kingdom of God should be made manifest in our lives. If we're listening to fear, if we're listening to the enemy, then we're not allowing. I'm not going to get there. So it's like if I'm listening to the radio on my pickup truck, and I drive, and it's really coming in plain. You can hear Willie Nelson, okay? But then you get about 50 miles down the road, 
And now some pop singers overriding him. You're getting out of frequency. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all don't even listen radio. Y'all got iPods and all that. You just plug whatever you want in. But us old folks, the radio fade out when you get out of that zone of where they're putting the transmission to. And I think in the kingdom of God, we get out of the kingdom of God zone and we start listening to the devil and what God's wanting to download on earth is his kingdom, his blessing, his goodness, his healing, his power. We get over here and start listening to the devil sing his song. Broke, disgusted, and sad. Woe is me. And pretty soon, we start singing that song alone. You know, y'all sang going down the road by yourself. Try to anyway. You learn songs that you listen to over and over and over. And the more we listen to something over and over and over that's not the Word of God, it gets in us too. And that's what causes us to walk in fear and doubt and unbelief. Lord, I wish I had time to get to what I wanted to get to. A.W. Tozer said, Fear causes me to look around at my circumstances instead of up at the smiling face of God. See, fear will just torment you and get you to look at, this is bad, and this is bad, and that's bad. Instead of pulling out of the kingdom of God and getting His will to be done where we're at, we start looking at the fear and listening to the fear. We start agreeing with the fear, and we live in fear. God don't want us living in fear. I'm going to close. I've got two more scriptures. Psalms 34 and 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. We did that this morning. We magnified the Lord. We exalted his name together. He said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from a couple of my fears. How many? He did what? He delivered me from all of my fears. What? I sought the Lord, and he heard me. I sought the Lord instead of, well, here's what they're saying on ABC, CBS, MSNBC. What did I say earlier? MS? LSD. <laughs> you just might as well be on it. You can think as good on LSD as you can listen to MSLSD. You say, what are you I'm talking about the national media is blowing the propaganda machine out to you to produce fear in you. And I'm telling you, let me read this verse again before we go home. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together in our houses Seek the Lord, and he will hear us, and he will deliver us from all of our fears. To get rid of the fear that the world has been pumping in, we need to seek the Lord, magnify him, and listen to what he's got to say. He'll deliver us from the fear that they're trying to cause us to live in. Pretty soon we'll be living in faith, and the fear ain't going to have no grip on us no more. Amen. It's really that simple. Next week, we're going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood who stepped out of fear into faith and received her healing. 
Amen? Man, time is up. Before you leave here today, everybody that hasn't gotten a new T-shirt, we have uh, free T-shirts for everyone through this door into the coffee shop. For all adults and maybe some teenagers, we have some. We're, we will have uh, children's shirts real soon. We'll be giving all the kids shirts also. So let them know, hey, y'all not being left out. They just ain't here yet. Okay. Let me pray for you before you go home. Before you leave, if you need prayer for any reason, we'll be up here to pray for you. Praise God. Father, thank you. Father, I thank you that you give us love, you give us power, and a sound mind. Lord, let us operate in your word. Let us magnify you and not magnify what's going on in the world. Let us look to you. Our help comes from you, Lord. And I pray that we're a channel and an avenue for your spirit and your grace to come from heaven through us to help other people that may be living in fear, may be living under sickness or disease or problems. Father, we don't condemn people. We love them. And we pray, Lord, that you send your word and you heal them. You deliver them from destruction. Father, I thank you that no weapon that's formed against us will prosper. That it may come by us, it might fall at our side, and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh our dwelling. The fear that's in the world is not by you, Lord. We thank you for that. Thank you for faith that comes by hearing the word of God, and we'll give you praise and glory and honor for your love to us and your deliverance for us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you have need of prayer, come up. Remember to get your free T-shirt. <clears throat> for those, uh, we, on Wednesday nights, for the summer months, we're not going to have services here in the building. We're going to still continually do those online. You can go to vl.church slash Facebook or, or uh, YouTube. And get those services, Pastor Dwayne and Dwayne, PastorDwayne.com. You can look up. He's got some series out that you can pull up that's fresh. There's all kind of things online that you can uh, get involved, hooked up to, and stay connected to us. If you need anything, and if you have family that's sick, that's not coming because they're sick, let us know where we can be praying for them. We'll be glad to pray for anyone that's battling any kind of sickness or disease. We love you guys. And also, youth will be starting back soon. Matt will put it out on Facebook and let us know exactly when that's going to happen. But we'll have our youth coming together pretty soon, okay? We love you guys. Thank you all for being here.